0: Hey everyone, it's been a while, but welcome to Gamer's First Podcast. Uh, yes. I, we're here, I'm Drew, and, and uh, with me as always is Brian. What's going and on, everybody? It's been a while, we, we did a special New Year's time uh, holiday podcast. I guess we got to you right before Christmas, didn't we?
1: I think that's about right, I think we hit them, yeah, because it was uh, you, right before you left for your, uh, for your trip.
0: Yep, that's right. So I've been all over the world. I went to Haiti in the meantime. Uh, Brian's been working a new job, and I hear he's going back to school.
1: <laughs> yes, I'm going to take a class at UT learning some motion graphics and VFX so I can just be the all-around awesome person that I am. Nice. Sounds good. That's exciting, man. It's very exciting. I'm very excited. Thank you, Drew. Thank you, Drew. But we have <laughs> lots to talk about for all you We do. there. We do.
0: It has been a while, so uh, I guess we'll start off, uh, as we usually do, with what have you been playing? So Brian, why don't you go ahead and and kick it off?
1: Well, as anybody who has listened to it, to the 10 users that we have that are big fans that probably no longer listen to us, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I obviously play the most because I'm a wee bit of a geek, so I've been playing a lot lately. Um, I I picked up uh, Mass Effect again, actually. Um, which has been really exciting because of the DLC, you know, all the DLC that has come out recently. And I compiled all of it, downloaded all of it, and was like, you know what? And I, well, this is how bad it is. This is my addiction to Mass Effect. I actually traded in Mass Effect two and three to turn around and buy the Mass Effect collection just so I can have the box. So I, don't, <laughs> I don't know why I did that, but I did it. Nice.
0: Now here's my here's my first question: Are there new achievements for playing the first and second one again? And third one again on Xbox as the trilogy, or they're the same achievements.
1: I think they're the same. It's just I ended up, you know, I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this with the new Xbox coming out, this was before the PS4 dropped, but I mean, everybody knew that that we were going to see Next Generation this year. I was like, if I'm going to do this, I want to do it, and I want to, like, do all of it. I want to see the whole thing just in case I never get to play these games again. And this is my, you know, this is my, you know, uh, most of, if anyone. Doesn't know yet I'm in love with Mass Effect. I've played one at least two times. I've played two like four times. And I've only played three once. So I was like, if I'm going to do it this time, I want to do 100%. And so I actually 100% completed Mass Effect 1 and 2. I got a bunch of different achievements because, you know, I hadn't gotten those before. And that combined actually for, you know, I've played it so many times now, I know exactly what I'm doing. So it was like 25 hours for 2 and 17 for 1. And now I'm about 10 into 3. I paused because I knew the Council, I mean the uh, Citadel DLC, was going to come out eventually, which drops next Tuesday.
0: So you want to wait for that and make sure, you're, make sure you're not getting ahead of yourself
1: too far. Right, so I'm waiting, and now I'm actually going to pick that back up. I'm going to pick up Mass Effect 3 again next week with the Citadel DLC and 100% complete that. But beyond Mass Effect, when I took that break, I went in and played Far Cry 3. I beat Far Cry 3.
0: Excellent. Now, how was that? I've heard great things. I haven't gotten to it myself, uh, but as far as like shooters with a story and maybe open world shooters, I'm hearing incredible things.
1: I'd have to say it's it's just a, a, a fun in the jungle. That's that's really what Far Cry Three is. It is a lot of fun, but it is the stupidest story in a first person shooter, next to the Crisis stories. I mean, it's so dumb, and the ending is is mind. Boggling, ridiculous, but it's a lot of fun. The game is a ridiculous amount of fun. If you want a great open world first-person shooter that allows you to go both stealth or just balls to the wall, uh, Far Cry Three really is that game. It was a lot of fun to play. And uh, as a man who's not a big fan of stealth, I went all stealth, and it was like the most fun I've ever had doing stealth.
0: Really, is a the world is just that much fun, just kind of conducive to it.
1: Yeah, it's just it's alive. It feels really alive. It's really cool. You know, you can free tigers and then i mean there's just so much you can do there's so much stuff you can accidentally do and have like 20 people get killed doing it. and you're like what just happened that was amazing
0: all right so we're hearing about that's uh, mass effect trilogy and you're yeah. making good time man if you got hundred percent
1: in 25 <laughs> hours on mass effect 2 i'm really impressed yeah i was i might have skipped you know some of the dialogue that i memorized <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean you played it enough times that you deserve <laughs> to be able to do that. Yeah.
1: So I I did that in uh Be Far Cry three. I beat Double May Cry, which was great. I really enjoyed it. I'm a big fan of the Dante series. And That's right.
0: we've, got a, uh, we've got a review up on the site on our new scale. And I believe you gave that a uh rentable, it's is that rentable. correct? I would say it's
1: a rentable because uh you know it didn't take but eight hours to beat it. I played it on normal. And I mean, I didn't see a reason to go back, but I th- people who are fans of Dante might actually want to buy it. I mean, there is a whole lot to learn in combo systems and weapons to unlock. There's the Virgil DLC that's coming out, but in terms of how I personally felt, I think it was a great rent. It's a great rent. You get it for a week, you play it, you beat it, you send it back, and ha- you get that- get a really good uh, origin awesome story. Uh, it kind of falls short near the end, but
0: right. They gave a this is this is a reboot for the Devil May Cry series. That's correct. So you got have got a new Dante that re- created some controversy like six months ago. Nobody cares anymore. But, no. Uh,
1: <laughs> no. So I played that and beat it, and there's a review of There's also a review of Far Cry 3, which I put up simultaneously with uh, Devil May Cry. And today I actually – And what did,
0: what did that one get real quick before you keep going? Uh, you DFC? Crisis. Oh Far, cry, oh, Far Cry, sorry, Far Cry. Far cry yeah, yeah,
1: My yeah. Uh, I, I think I, I said, uh, uh, I, oh, i trade in for that. I think I gave it a trade. A trade or a borrow or, or a rent, really, for, cry, uh, for Far Cry 3. Because there's so much to do. There's definitely longevity with that game. It has multiplayer. There's nothing special about it. Uh, but the game itself has a lot to come back to. I bought it. So, I mean, that tells you how much I liked it.
0: Gotcha. Yep. It's, so, it's worth money whether you get a little bit of store credit for it first or not. It's yes. worth spending your money on Most versus definitely. just one playthrough and you're done with it. Yeah,
1: that that was that's very very true. And <laughs> to keep going on my list of games, uh, in case anybody's wondering how I do this, I'm I, I'm subscribed to GameFly, so that's how I managed to play all these games. I just beat today Middle Gear Rising, which I thought was ridiculously crazy game. Oh my god! Well,
0: you know when I heard that the people who made Vanquish We're making a Metal Gear game, I knew it was going to be insane. Oh, yeah, it is. as crazy as Vanquish is, I mean, your boosts sliding all around the place, uh, your suits moving a thousand different pieces at a time, you have to smoke to calm down, all these (laughs) kinds of things, right? And the story made absolutely no sense, but man, that was a fun game to play. I was like, dang, this is going to have the same thing, plus it's going to have a Metal Gear story, and that crap is convoluted enough, man. I mean, like... (laughs) Who the heck knows? Metal Gear is the only game that has four PS3, something that you can download. It's just a database of all the stories of the Metal Gear game.
1: Yeah, they definitely have like, their own universe.
0: It's like half a gig. Not really, but it's like 100 megabytes <laughs> of text and maybe some a few pictures here and there. But it's a huge file of this massive online
1: database. I did not know that. I'd have to watch that. They actually do continue it, too. Madagascar Rising picks up uh, after four, uh, a couple years after four ends. And actually, on that note, on Vanquish, it doesn't have sliding, but it has ninja run, which is almost the exact same thing.
0: It's Just like super speed mode?
1: (laughs) Yeah, you can just stay around and run around in ninja mode. That's how you deflect all the bullets and... I mean, there's, I mean, there's so much crap. I don't, I don't want to give anything away because it really is a great – it's totally rentable. That's, I wouldn't buy it, but it is the best five hours about what it took me to beat it. It's really short. Okay, uh, so it hits
0: the same, same kind of category as DMC, right? You're going to want to play through it once for sure but you probably are going to only want to play through it once. So,
1: Yeah, there's really, I don't see a reason to go back on that one. I mean, un- unless you want to go back on a higher difficulty, there is a lot you get, but nothing is as cool as that sword, and I fully upgraded it. And I mean, I, saw, I mean, that game, it really is. The cutting mechanic might be a reason to go back, because cutting things is just so addicting. It never got old, and it never overstayed its welcome, which is why I thought the five to six hours was the perfect amount of time to play that game.
0: That's good, yeah. And then, so just a little bit of an outline. Uh, I haven't played the game yet, but it's we're Raiden this time around. We're not uh, Solid Snake or any Snake, no big boss or any of that kind of stuff. But you're mm-hmm. playing as Raiden, which has happened, I believe, in Metal Gear Solid 2. Uh, you
1: cut back and forth between Raiden and Snake. And people actually uh, hated that when that happened. They they weren't a fan of Raiden.
0: Yeah, but he's grown on us, and he obviously played a large role uh and out of a,
1: the role of the most
0: badass guy I've seen. Um, so in, good at spawn the game, this game. Yep, in Metal Gear Solid Four. Yeah, he just he was the only one that could take on Metal Gears by himself with you know just him and a sword. And of course, he is a cyborg, and that plays into it. And that's the story of this one is a little bit more about cyborgs, if I'm not mistaken.
1: It is. It's it's the story. Okay, what I could get out of it at least is after the Patriot system. Well, well, this will be a somewhat of a spoiler for people who haven't played Metal Gear Solid 4. So you might want to but if you, if
0: you haven't played Metal Gear Solid 4, stop listening to the podcast. <laughs> Go spend 25 hours playing Metal Gear Solid 4. Come back and listen to it. It'll still be here. Uh, Do that now. It's it is a good a great game.
1: It really is a great game. So, yeah, after the Patriot system goes down in 4, uh, people still obviously want war to happen. The PMCs are there. Some of the giant... Uh, corporate uh, war mongers, are, are companies are growing, and one of the biggest ones have really bought into this whole cyborg, cybernetic enhancement system. And this is kind of like you're uncovering this desperado is their name, and all these things they've been doing to kids and all sorts of stuff. It gets pretty deep, okay? But uh, it's it still doesn't make any sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I'm gonna give. Oh, what's the guy's name? Hideo Kojima, right? Yes, is a, a creator. That guy is insane. He knows what he's doing. But I don't know that anybody else knows what he's doing. I don't think anybody knows. <laughs> but I trust him. He makes good games. He's got a good story somewhere if you can figure it out a little bit.
1: Well, to cap off my craziness, I just started. I'm only a level in, but I am also playing Crisis 3. And that is all that I am playing. Gotcha. Wow. Well, quite a bit. Uh, I've been a
0: little more narrow minded, a little, little more blinders on. Uh, and that's really, I got way too many games uh, over the holiday season and I've spent a whole lot of time first playing uh, Guardians of Middle Earth if you catch our, our last podcast I talk about I need to buy it Brian tells me I should just like stop and buy it right then I bought it pretty much right after that and I'm actually really disappointed because it's free on PlayStation Plus as of the beginning of February <laughs> oh no so everybody get on PlayStation Plus Plus. And get it for free. I spent $15 for it. I'm not sad because I have dunked a lot of hours into it. Uh, It doesn't run as well on the East Coast right now or where I am in South Carolina. There's, I guess, not enough people around for matchmaking. Uh, Because I don't think it's my internet, but I'm I'm having to reach really far to find people for matchmaking. Um, And it's running a little choppy right now, which I'm not a fan of. But it's a fun game. If you've ever wanted to try a MOBA like Dota 2 or League of Legends or any of that kind of stuff, is a great one to get in on. It's pretty easy. It teaches you pretty well. uh, And doing it with a controller is quite simple. They also get rid of one of the more difficult things to understand in a lot of MOBAs, which is the store um, and buying equipment and attaching items and that kind of stuff. And uh, Guardians of Middle-Earth does not have that. Plus, it's Lord of the Rings themed, and everybody loves Lord of the Rings on some level.
1: Oh, yeah. Who doesn't love and uh, that? Also, you know, on the note of uh, Carolina, if anybody's you know listening, wondering why if Drew ever gets cut out, it's simply because uh, we are back in a work in progress on our call recorder. So sometimes he might drop out, and that's and that's what happens there.
0: Yeah, we're doing the best we can uh, using the tools that are provided to us, and you For know, free. it's be- <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. It's the beauty of the internet, and so uh, we can at least attempt to put one of these together. So, what else uh,
1: you
0: got going on? Yeah, other than that, I've been uh, really into sports games. It's been a long time since I played a sports game. Um, I played, what was it, NFL Blitz was free on PlayStation Plus for a while, like the most recent iteration, 2009 or something. Um, And I was whatever, but that kind of got me into the sports kick. I got NBA 2K13 and FIFA 13. Hey. Uh, Both are incredible games. If you're a fan of either one of those sports, you will love the game that accompanies that sport. Uh, I've been playing through a career in both. I am playing as uh, Ibrahimovic for Paris Saint-Germain in, uh, in FIFA. And uh, I just finished one season, and he's like 31, so I'm getting close to retirement. We'll play him a couple more seasons and see how that goes. And then uh, I did a create-a-character career for NBA 2K13. Like I said, both are excellent games. Uh, I've dumped a lot of hours into them. The great thing about sports games, you know, it's the same thing with Madden and that kind of stuff, is they take 20 to 35 minutes to play one game, right? So it's really easy to sit in, turn it on, um, play one game, and it, and it fits into my schedule well like that. Uh, the other thing I've been picking on, and it's kind of the same thing time wise, is PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale.
1: I got to play a little bit of that when I went to your house on Christmas. That was fun.
0: Yeah, it's good. So it's you know it's definitely not Smash Brothers. Um, it it is a lot of fun though, and I, everybody should give it a try. If you like the PlayStation characters, if you like fighting games, it's a really good fighting game. It's got really good mechanics, uh, great combos, and it's a really there's a lot of strategy to the game because you can only kill people with the super moves.
1: Right. Yeah, that's what you That's what I remember last time we played it. Is that you can only actually take somebody out when you uh, brought up that uh what is that combo bar
0: yeah so you you're building your meter and you build it high enough and then uh you tap r2 and you do a super move there's a level one a level two and a level three uh each one progressively better for the most part kind of depends on the character um and speaking of the games you've been playing dmc and metal gear rising mm. uh dante yeah. and raiden are by far my favorite characters to to play with in yeah, PlayStation, well, you're also. getting
1: zeus and uh uh, who else are you getting Zeus and somebody else, right? Isaac from Dead
0: Space about to join the fray. Um, I'm really disappointed in myself. I, I missed the week that uh, Emmett Graves from Starhawk and Cat from Gravity Rush, Rush were free, and they're $5 apiece now. Oh, and I'm really sad that I missed when I could get them for free. So I think they're doing the same thing where one week is free with Isaac and uh, Zeus, and if that's true, then I will not miss these two because they look great. Um, there's some really good videos out on the internet on the playstation blog and uh and ig and wherever you want to go um to to check out what these characters can do um but yeah so that's been a fun game and then i've been catching up on my my indie downloadables so i played through the unfinished unfinished swan oh, how's that uh, which was incredible i loved i loved it am um, i sensing
1: a, a little arcade review going up soon
0: yeah, so that one will probably be uh, – I'll, I'll get my review out for Unfinished Swan. I'm about to uh, get the 100%. You have to get through the first level only throwing three paintballs. Um, so I'm just using – I'm going to use a step-by-step guide. I'm not going to lie. I, I do not have the time to figure this out. But you can do it. The beauty of the game, you can get through the entire first level by sound alone. Um, and, and the entire level, the first level, is pretty much entirely white. And uh, and so you just use a few markers, but mainly the sound to get you through the level. And it's really neat. Um, but that that game is wonderful. It tells an incredible story um, in a really artsy way. And, and it's a really simple mechanic of a game. So it doesn't really hinder you um, from progressing. But at the same time, you still do need to use your mind in some of the later levels to get through the puzzles and that kind of stuff. Um,
1: yeah, I've, I've, it, never, I've never really gotten into the arcade games, but I hear they're really amazing.
0: Yeah, uh, particularly, the, you know, these ones with PlayStation, they got nominated for all these Game of the Year yeah. awards. So I was just, I was just really surprised. Um, and I bought Journey. Journey's on sale right now for, for everybody and for PlayStation Plus users. I got it for like 7 bucks. I got the unfinished one for $3 when it was on sale, and I got Journey for $7. So I'm telling you guys, PlayStation runs enough discounts already. I, I agree. But if you have PlayStation Plus, you can usually, like, double that discount. Um, and it's, it's making every penny worth it. So for $7, I got what won IGN's game of the year, which is journey.
1: That's and I mean, not for gone, that game is amazing.
0: Right? Yeah. Jenova chin. Uh, I've been watching a show called the next game boss internet show or whatever, but he, he's a genius, man. This guy knows what he's doing. And, uh, and so I'm really excited to jump into journey. I have set it aside because, uh, I want to play through the entire thing all in one sitting. That's right. It's up. only two hours. It's it's not very long. I don't know the exact number, but I just yeah. wanna make sure that I have, you know, three and a half or four hours or whatever, just so I can make sure that I get through the entire thing in one sitting. I don't wanna have to chop it up because I've heard it's just a really great experience.
1: Yeah, I wanna play that one actually. That's that's one I might end up getting on, on PlayStation and I didn't know it was on sale, so uh, I might be signing off of this when we're done and uh, getting that. <laughs> yeah, it's on sale for for definitely under ten dollars,
0: even without PlayStation Plus. Um, and I guess that's the the thing I want to bring in, and this will, I guess, kind of get us into uh, into the the big announcement of last week. Oh yeah. Um, but with the sports games, I've been one of the things I've been thinking about, and one of the things that I was really excited about about uh, the big announcement of the PS4. Was that um, I? So I've been playing these sports games. And like I said, it takes 20 to 30 minutes to play one game, right? One match in FIFA, one basketball game. Uh, But it also takes me about five minutes for my PS3 to turn on, for me to get into the game, for things to load up so that I can start playing my game. And then it takes, you know, two minutes for everything to save so that I can shut it down, right? So that's seven to eight minutes. Uh, let's just round it up to ten, for the sake of exaggeration slightly. But you know, about ten minutes that it takes me to extra to play this game. Uh, so it ends up I can only fit one in in an hour, right? So I usually come back to my apartment, eat lunch, and play like one basketball game, yeah, uh, or one FIFA match or something, right? Get a little quick fix. But I can only play one. I should be able to play two, right? Like there are only twenty minutes. Um, but so that's one of the things I'm most excited about that they didn't touch on, or that hasn't been focused on by a lot of the media, is the idea that the PS4 is going to uh, have enough like flash memory in it. Um, it's a solid state drive, that, and so you're going to with a touch of a button, put it into sleep mode, and and it'll still run in the background, so that if you hit the same button. It brings it back. The game is in the exact same state that you left it in, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Which is just, just beautiful to me, especially when I'm playing these sports games and it takes me 40 minutes to play 25
1: minutes hell what i love about it is the simple fact that you can be in the game that you don't get to you know some of these games even though we're in the future they do not allow you to save so it'd be nice to gosh dang
0: save points man the (laughs) the
1: bank of all existence so now i don't have to worry about that i can pause it sleep go to class go to school go wherever it is i'm going come home and pick it back up
0: yeah what is it uh god of war even god of war three
1: save points
0: like you've got to be kidding me right like
1: awful (laughs) Awful. Well, that actually, yeah, that'll, that'll push us into one of you know our biggest, uh, for Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo news, is the fact that the PlayStation 4 was released. And on that exact same note, I'd have to say what my favorite thing was with sports games. You know, it's, it's kind of the same uh, great example. I play a lot of Madden. I play a lot of League Madden with buddies of mine. And I've always loved sometimes, you know, I've played my game, so i got to wait for them to play theirs, to be able to watch them play their game was something I always thought would be like a joke.
0: Right? Yeah, you're sitting in your in your season or whatever, your online season and you've got a got a match up against your bud, but he's got to finish his
1: other match first. Right. And now I can watch him. I mean, well, at least that's the promise. And I think that that I mean that right there already made me say if Microsoft doesn't match that, I, I don't care what Microsoft has to say.
0: <laughs> yeah, there were there were a couple there are a couple of those moments to me and it's like uh, I don't know how Microsoft would do it because you know, as we'll we'll get into a little bit in a second, Sony bought Gaikai, and Gaikai is what's powering a lot of these things, um, the the web streaming and some of that kind of stuff. And so, building in the ability to you know throw something through UStream and broadcast it to everybody. So maybe uh, the championship game of your Madden League or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or the ability to uh, to just jump in and, and watch. One of your one of your buddies' games,
1: is um, a sh- beat. I mean that's just insane
0: yeah and and I don't know how Microsoft would do it unless they've you know internally got that much technology, which I wouldn't put it past a company like Microsoft, uh, but that was definitely one of the things that it's like wow if if they don't at least come close to this, that can be a big deal for the hardcore.
1: Oh, yeah, that's to be a huge deal. And the fact that, you know, like I was saying with pausing, you know, you can take it one step further and I can pause it, grab my Vita, and then continue playing my game too, which I think is just insane. The way they're wanting to take this guy in the future, I think is just uh, uh, a model that really is next gen. And uh, I mean, God, I'm just like that. Uh, that conference, I mean, it was so long, but I didn't even care. I mean, I know a lot of people have talked about how long it was and how it went too long. I thought it was the best uh, console announcement that I've seen. Um, in my lifetime i thought that was just one hell of an announcement and sony kind of knew yeah and they they did it right for as much as sony marketing has gotten wrong yes uh, they finally got something right
0: ah man that opening video i posted it on facebook i think i've watched
1: it like 20 times
0: oh i know it gave me chills man it was just the history of playstation if you haven't seen it uh that the opening video for this this playstation conference you just get a like a nice like PlayStation logo, mm-hmm. and you get like a PS, and then it goes through like the history of PlayStation and talks about how imagination is our last bastion, our last battle, and it's it's a great video. It and, is. Whoever edited that, I want to meet. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, it's got you know everything from Parappa the Rappa to uh, things like God of War three or Uncharted three or that kind of stuff. Um, Ratchet and Clank yeah exactly exactly all of your playstation staples in this video and the other thing i was thinking is man as bad as the advertisements were for playstation all-stars battle royale they could have put that dang video up there it had all the characters (laughs) in it and if people would have seen that video and then it would have been like playstation all-stars battle royale the game everyone would have bought it
1: oh yeah oh my god yeah yeah they did a I did a great, a great job advertising that, and they did a great job all around in the conference. And you know, I, one of the first questions I have up here for you, you know, I would say because, uh, you know, I know people really don't know me, but you know how I feel about game demos. But what did you think about the game demos? Do you think that is what they actually look like? It is one of the first times we saw them up there with the controller in hand playing those games. We didn't see a system. But we saw them playing it. So I wonder if that really is what we'll see when, when that console drops next holiday season or this holiday right. season.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There are a couple a couple of interesting things came out of that. And yeah, when I mean, we did not uh, see the console. And I don't know the exact reasoning behind that, but I i assume uh got a whole something back. Right, exactly. They they just didn't wanna didn't want to show everything. We saw the controller. We I, have saw say, though, I have to say though,
1: I have to say. I get it. Not, not saying anything back. But if we want to talk about again about Sony's awful advertising, it started up again a little bit. Because like, now I'm seeing like, advertisements for the PlayStation 4, but it's just a controller in that freaking bar. Like, I don't want to see a, a movie adver- you know, a TV advertisement or an advertisement online. It's like a 15 second advertisement for your new PlayStation that's just yep. showing me the freaking controller. And they don't do that. Yep. Like- yep. If you were going to put out these advertisements
0: and you're going to show hardware. You you should have shown the system. Yeah, don't
1: show the controller and like a wanna be connect. Like God.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, man. It looks exactly like connect. That's awful. But
1: you know, back, back on point though, like, how yeah. do you? What do you think? Because you know, things that I'll point out right away. Uh, Killzone, obviously, it, they made it look like that was real gameplay. It looked like he was definitely sitting behind that gun. But um, we've
0: seen that before. That's they true. kind of they fooled us with Killzone two, and that's why I think it was real. Uh, I think that Killzone Shadowfall.
1: That Shadowfall, correct? not Killzone Shadow. 4.
0: Shadowfall. Yeah, which is, which is weird that you don't put Killzone 4 with well, PlayStation 4. I'm going to have to go with
1: IGN on this. I think it's a great move on their part, I think, and people who are buying this new system where they really, really like it because you gotta, we got to always remember PlayStation 3 failed. I mean, it really did. Absolutely. And, and so for a lot of people who never played the Killzone series, to see a four on there, had I never played it, I don't know if I'd buy that game. Because I'd be like, well, I don't, I don't know what this is. Like, what is one, two, and three? But just labeling it Shadowfall really does separate it. It makes you go, oh, man, have you got Killzone Shadowfall? And then, you know, hopefully in the beginning they'll explain, you know, what's going on. Because obviously in this future trailer, they say it's three years after three. And, if, you know, again, this is going to be a spoiler, but if you haven't played it, go freaking play this game. At the end of Kill Zone, have you played Kill Zone three? Huh? No. Go uh, ahead, though. I'm not going to. I don't want to get that
0: <laughs> up then. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll, we'll get there eventually. No, nah, um, we'll screw
1: it. Up. I'll just tell you. Yeah. Uh, at the end of Kill Zone three, you take a ship and you crash into their planet. You destroy, like, their whole planet almost. Uh, it's like dropping a giant nuke on their planet. So uh, it is interesting that it is a continuation because it is three years after that. So I, I'm curious when that game comes out to see how it all works and, and not being Kill Zone 4, but kind of being the standalone with the history of the last three games that you don't need to know, it seems. But who knows?
0: Yeah, well, we'll see. But so I think because they botched up uh, Kill Zone 2 and and it didn't look uh, like, like it showed. did when they showed it at E3, I think that this probably was and really the the things that were different were the things that I assumed would be different in game demos, right? A- across the board. Yeah. The, particles. The things that are right. The things that are better in the graphics area are particles and lighting, like shading.
1: It was. It wasn't anything, you know, it wasn't like, oh my God, that's that's insane. Like Xbox to PS to PS to Xbox three sixty and all that. I mean it was like, oh, it looks like my Xbox game just you know, it looks like my PS3 game, just with much better lighting and much better particles.
0: Right, just prettier. Um, and and, yeah, and yeah, full 1080. Just... Right, uh, which we only saw in cutscenes if we ever saw it. Well, uh, and the
1: thing is, too, I had to say, you know, it reminds me, you know, I, I read this article, and, it, and it's so true. And even in the PS3s, even though Sony owns and it has a Blu-ray player, we have not seen, except for, of course, in Sony exclusives, the full use of Blu-ray because games that are, that are mass marketed have to be made on a DVD because the Xbox does not play Blu-rays. But hopefully, if all rumors are to be true, the new Xbox will have a Blu-ray player in it, which will mean this will be the first time we will get the full use of Blu-ray disc on top of more powerful systems.
0: Yeah, there were very few things because you don't want to go beyond one DVD uh, if you're making a game for Xbox and even though you can have them download some of it, you know, once they plug the game in and that kind of stuff, that's just really lame. So yeah, there were only a few games that really, I think Metal Gear Solid 4 was one of them because yes, of the amount of cutscenes that were on that game. Uh, but that's one of the few games that used up almost yeah. all or all of a Blu-ray disc. They
1: used up the whole thing.
0: I'm going to get i I'm going to get a glass of water right here. I don't know. Brian can maybe, maybe tell you how lazy I've been. I've put in, an entire pitcher of water in front of
1: me. Is that a big old ice cube in there? Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> yes, that is indeed a, a well, big while old I, ice While cube. you're sipping your water, then I'll, I'll bring up another question. You know, on these games that we saw, I think the biggest one that I had to say that was one of the prettiest, surprisingly, came from Capcom. Now the thing is, it looks like it's a CG trailer, but if you look closely, there's actually parts of that trailer that have icons on the side, and they're switching through them. They're switching through like to a bow and arrow and stuff. So that might have actually been in-game footage.
0: Yeah, that's the one that's hard for me because that one more than the other ones did look a little too good. It did look really good. <laughs> <laughs> that one, even though they had the little icons switching in the corner, like you're saying, like it was like, and you know, the icon switched and the character switched. And they were definitely trying to give you the feel that it was in-game, in-engine kind of stuff. And maybe it was, but if it is, that game is going to be a very large file. Uh, um, <laughs> and, and that game cannot be very long because that thing was just like, the, the amount of data that had to be in that little stream. And I mean, the, the fire, oh my goodness. I remember when, what was it Far Cry Two came out and people were going crazy about the fire mechanics?
1: Oh yeah, that made that look like a
0: Nintendo uh,
1: 64 game.
0: Oh my goodness! The the this dragon is just breathing fire on this guy, and the way that it's bouncing off of his shield and all that kind of stuff Hell, is great. Hell, the way it comes out
1: of its mouth like drool, and mm-hmm. it was walking. I was like, there's no way.
0: Yeah. Uh, so if that is, that's like a one-hour downloadable game. Yeah. Fight <laughs> this uh, dragon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I really hope it is, though, because, one, the game in general seemed like a really cool idea, like you're a dragon hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, what was it? Deep, something deep.
1: Uh, it, it's a working title.
0: Deep Down yeah. or something like that. Uh, but, yeah, and in, in uh, that definitely got me excited. And that was the thing out of the
1: looks. Now, of course, we're going to see Watch Dogs looks great.
0: Yes, that's what in and, and Watch Dogs, I absolutely believe that that was gameplay.
1: Oh, 100%. That was 100% gameplay. And for all of you who are, you know, first-time listeners or you're coming back and you don't remember me and Drew actually talked about after E3 when we started this that uh we had, we had said Watch Dogs was next gen. Mhm.
0: We called were, it. Right? Yep. Uh, but yeah, so I I definitely think Watch Dogs is is the real deal. That was gameplay, but Uh, capcoms one that's maybe but i don't think so
1: yeah i mean i'm definitely excited and and of course in every gen they always throw up the facial animation look what we can do now and it never ever ever comes out the way they show it so it'd be nice if that was actually what faces will look like this time around but in every console generation they show that and faces never look like that until like the end of that generation Mm -hmm. or it just
0: depends on the people like David Cage is the guy that came out and said, as the guy that did Heavy Rain, he's uh, doing beyond, and we'll do a game after that. Uh, and I think people like him will be able to do it, and will do it.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I think we're. I think we will see a lot more. I really do. I know it's hopeful talking, but I really think this will be the first console systems to come out, and on day one have great games because it is. It's, yeah, it has it's a pc architecture there's no reason for it not to transfer a lot easier into developers and developers have even come out and said that this is not this this console jump won't be as bad obviously two years from now, games will look even better because engineers will have figured it out better, but right out the gates, games are going to look great you know games are going to look maybe a step above what they look right now
0: yep excellent uh and then so let's we talked a lot about uh the integration of Gaikai, just kind of moving on a little bit but one one thing that we didn't hit on is you can watch your friends playing their game, but they also said you can take control that's
1: true that uh, is a huge, huge thing and i don't think i don't think that's going to be a day one. I really don't believe that's day one no and and there are a bunch of interesting caveats right like
0: am I going to have to own the game that i'm taking control like so say i'm taking over control of your game? We probably I can't imagine it working a different way, but I would assume that we both have to have a copy of that game.
1: I would assume so too, or else it almost could be a system of borrowing. Like, hey, dude, right. get on.
0: Let me play your game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Turn on your PS4 and open up the game and then just give me control and let yeah. me play for three hours. Like, uh, but but So that's one interesting thing. The other thing, uh, and you and I kind of talked about this a little bit um, last week, was this going to be a new model for what FAQs look like. You know, these, these long walkthroughs that people spend hours and hours writing step by step. What if you just say, hey, you know what? Email me, and if it's really that tough for you, I'll do it myself.
1: Yeah, I'll do it for maybe in-game currency or something, too. I mean, who knows what that could, what that could turn into.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I guess the, the last thing with that kind of stuff is uh, – they said not only will you be able to take control, but you'll be able to, like, drop items.
1: Which I um, believe that. I think that, that's yeah. totally – I mean that, that's no more than just a, a step above Demon Souls.
0: Right, exactly. That's kind of where I was going is, like, uh, they, they took that Demon Souls thing to the next level of, like, yeah. hey, let me leave a comment for you. Uh, you know. And, but it's like, hey, let me drop this more powerful armor that you can still
1: use because you're high enough level. Right. But it's just better than what you already have. So Which you can I'd, get I'd love that idea. It's like, oh, Drew, dude, yeah, you're playing the deep down. Oh, dude, this dragon battle you're about to go. Dude, I got a perfect shield, and then I can hand that off to you, and then you go in there. And it, I mean, it's just the the connectivity between your friends and stuff. It's just it's just so much better. The social interaction of gaming and the next generation looks like it's really going to be something and I'm finally going to bring everybody together, which I really like because I don't think games are a solo experience anymore. I still like playing solo. I love Mass Effect, and I love single-player single games, and I hope they never go away. But I definitely think at the same time, games are becoming more social. Games are now really about like, hey, let's get your friends together. Let's get everybody. And You no longer have to be, as they were saying, you no longer have to be in the same room. You can be in South Carolina, and then we can have that, that same experience as if you were here with me. And that's what exactly. how gaming, you know, got so big in the first place was playing with a buddy, playing, you know, Halo on 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 system link, you know, four versus four. I mean, that that's like where gaming really exploded. Yep, absolutely.
0: Uh, so lots of exciting stuff to look forward to.
1: Oh, so much. It's
0: definitely going to be a struggle looking at, you know, these things leveraging the PlayStation Network versus Xbox Live and how many users are on each right now. Yes, uh, it will
1: be. And it'll be interesting seeing this describing that uh, PlayStation is going to bring because it's definitely going to have some different models, I think, this time around.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I, think, I think PlayStation would be very remiss if they don't keep one free model of online play.
1: Yeah, that would be interesting to do away with that. I don't, I don't see them doing so.
0: That. Right. So I think that on some level they'll have a free model. And then I think they'll probably keep PlayStation Plus in some form or fashion. It might get a little bit more expensive, but the kinds of things they're talking about with like being able to basically rent any game you want from Gaikai for a certain amount of time. Um, yeah, that's and that,
1: all, uh, all going to be subscriptions of some sort,
0: right? Yeah, you're going to have to be able to pay a little. You're going to have to pay a little bit for some of that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah,
1: that's that's the news though for all you out there on on the PlayStation. There's really there's more you could go into it, but I'm sure anybody who's listening to this is bound to have uh, have heard something here. And I'm sure we're just reiterating because there's nothing new that has been released since then. It was just a, a great announcement and a great announcement of the partnership and a great announcement of of video games that could be coming out on day one. Um, but beyond that, we actually have some more gaming news for you that I had found. It turns out the new Tomb Raider game that's coming out on Tuesday, which is getting rave reviews across the board, is actually implementing a new uh, FX for hair that AMD created called Tress FX Hair that is uh, implemented in LoRa. And it and it's the reason for, supposedly, some of the best hair in a video game ever that act, that reacts to wind, rain, water, and sunlight. So that's why she's so beautiful this time around.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh as if as if Laura Croft hasn't been uh in the dreams of many a gamer since like PlayStation One. And now you'll but, be able
1: uh, to, to practically smell her hair. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's it's really interesting. And it and you know, it's great to see these um these new technology upgrades, especially as we're moving into the next generation. Um, this well, kind of it's, architecture. I it's think. Just
1: funny the amount of detail. I mean, it's a big, it's a big thing. We made hair, Hair's going to look real and it's on Laura Croft. It's like, really like hair.
0: Yeah. That's... And, but I think it is interesting because we talked about faces, right? That's true. But so you, what if you make somebody's face look really good? And uh, let's look at this. If you, if anybody goes back and looks at that demo of the old dude's face, from the PlayStation 4 conference, think about how awful his hair looked. It was really stiff. It was, really bad.
1: Stiff. <laughs> it was bad hair. They should have called the AMD and put some of that Tress FX hair in there. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, I also like that it starts with Tress because it makes me think of uh, Tress-a-may. Which is like the, 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 the hair salon shampoo brand yeah. or whatever. <laughs>
1: uh, so I thought that was just a little interesting to tidbit to throw in here. I don't know how many people know that when you uh, pop in the new Tomb Raider, you will be dealing with brand new hair effects. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yep. Uh, on top of that, one of, one of uh, myself and Drew's favorite games, Assassin's Creed, it has been confirmed that there is a new one coming out with a brand new character, and it will be based around the Golden Age for pirates, which I think is pretty damn cool, seeing as to how the naval missions in the last one were the only reason why I kept playing that game.
0: Yes, I agree. I was about to say the same thing. I was like, <laughs> the biggest redeeming quality of Assassin's Creed three was the naval battles, the things on the boats. And so this Golden Age of Pirates is definitely gonna be different for Assassin's Creed, but it I mean they spent enough time on the naval combat in Assassin's Creed three.
1: It's nice I to think, not see it go to waste.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think they would have they would have been kicking themselves if they didn't use it again. So taking it into a whole other game, you know, my guess is you have a home base on like Tortuga yeah. or you know one of these one of these places uh that it's known for housing a lot of pirates and so I'm sure there will be the same good old land combat but I'm excited for some more I'm excited too. find combat. out on
1: Monday everybody just be ready Monday is when the trailer will hit uh from from uh from there guys that's really the some of the gaming news we have, we had some topics of the week that we already really covered um, on how Microsoft might make its its next impact on next-gen mm-hmm. and when. Uh, and as we said, they, you know, they just really need to meet PlayStation head-to-head. Uh, when they're going to do it, though, it looks like it could be in April. They could be dropping um, a conference then. I think they're scrambling right now after the release of PlayStation mm-hmm. 4. They really did not see that coming, and they just got a boot to ass.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think they, uh, I think they did get taken aback a little bit. I think we all did. Um, you know, I, I was looking at a lot of stuff, getting ready for the PlayStation announcement, and one of the things that, you know, I think a lot of people thought that PlayStation needed was to focus on the gamer. Right. Microsoft beat PlayStation to the punch of like this is your entertainment hub. Right. Which is interesting because more people do watch Netflix from their PS3. Than from any other kind of device. And
1: that's because it's um, best on there. My God, I got both, but the uh, PlayStation Three version of Netflix just looks better. It looks better. It runs better. Mm.
0: And I, and I think part of that is you know people buy PS Three because it has a Blu Ray player. Yes. And if you play Netflix through it, also you know it's just your movie device. Yeah. So they kind of won there, but just as general entertainment, Xbox has pretty much won that battle. And so PlayStation refocusing on gamers is a really good thing, but I think that probably caught Microsoft a little off guard too.
1: Oh, I think uh, it did for sure. And I think in the way they're throwing things together and this Xbox Live sale they did, I mean, that was totally just to get them impressed. There's a ridiculous mm-hmm. sale going on right now. It's really, it is ridiculous. Uh, a lot of games really cheap. I haven't bought any. I really don't need any. But I, I think it's kind of funny. I laughed at it because that is a total press because they need press because they're trying to take some of the press away from Sony.
0: Yep, they needed something to make, you know, sites like IGN for an almost an entire week. All five of their like headline stories. Oh, on PlayStation so, yeah. Four. Yeah. And they still. They still are. Three of them are. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: uh, whatever. And they still will uh, be. I mean, it's just it was an amazing announcement.
0: Mm-hmm. And they'll they'll have you until Microsoft does something or until E3.
1: Until wow. E3, which I can't wait for. I think we're going to see all next gen games. I'm super stoked. Yeah,
0: I, it, I mean. Obviously, people have been waiting. People are coming out of the woodwork to say, "Oh man i'm loving telling you about this game uh they, you know it's you just can't announce a game before the hardware is announced
1: yeah, that's true. I cannot wait and for all you new people out there, we always like to finish for you guys on some movie news, take it off the games, putting it on the entertainment and the quick news bit that we have is Marvel Phase 2, for all you who hopefully do know, because if you don't know, then you are living in a sewer, is kicking off May, in May, with Iron Man 3, which is looking really great, and I am super stoked for it.
0: Mm-hmm. It does. It looks excellent. Um, new director. New director. Uh, it's produced and it's, it's, by the guy who
1: made 1 and 2.
0: Right, John Favreau, I believe. That's correct. And uh, they'll they're you know getting back into this next stage before we get another Avengers movie but yeah. so everything's still a little more tightly knit together the first iron man was kind of in no man's land and they started to tie things together with it but it, it got more in two. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now in 3 i would expect uh, that there's quite a bit more avengers oh, cameos stuff.
1: definitely I assume there would be a cameo, but who knows? I'm definitely excited for it. And uh, I figured we could finish this off, Drew. Uh, just like I was wondering, what were your opinion on the Oscars? Uh,
0: you know, I thought it was interesting. I figured, well, you know, this is the thing. Daniel Day-Lewis only makes a movie every few years. He, he makes does. one movie. He wins the Oscar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's awesome. This is the deal that society has made with, with, with Daniel, Daniel Day-Lewis. Day-Lewis. It's like, hey, we'll give you your time off, and you make a movie every few years, <laughs> and be excellent in it, and we'll give you the Best Actor award again. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay? So, you know, like, you do, you do your thing and be with your family and then make an awesome movie and we'll reward you. Yeah, um, and that's <laughs> so what it does. So I saw that one coming. Uh, there were some other great, great nods, uh, multiple really good movies out. I'm really happy that Jennifer Lawrence won uh, so for I... Best Actress for Silver Linings Playbook, which is one of my favorite movies of the year not. Take it this to heart that I did not see uh, Lincoln. I did not see Lay Miz. Um, you've
1: seen uh, you've seen uh, uh, the Silver Linings.
0: Yeah, but I saw Silver Linings Playbook, Is it and good? I thought it was excellent. Yeah,
1: I need to see it. I heard such good things.
0: It's that's a really good one. And so uh, as good as I, I also thought uh, supporting actor was a a really close race. I think between De Niro. And the guy who won, and I'm not going to be able to say his name, but he was the German guy mm-hmm. that played uh, played the German guy Christopher in Waltz. Yeah, that's right. And he was amazing in that movie, and he almost doubles as the lead role. So I think he deserved it.
1: Um, but he De does Niro, really double as the lead role in that. He does, He almost. He has. I'm pretty. Yeah, he has pretty much the exact same screen time up until the end. With. Yep, except
0: for maybe the last 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Um uh, then then Jamie Fox kind of takes over, but he definitely stole the show there. I'm I'm glad that, that uh won the best screenplay adapted screenplay. Oh, That's so the right? only thing
1: Quentin Tarantino wins. Yep. <laughs> They'll never put him in anything else.
0: No. And uh but I but I was glad that that movie won a couple cuz I really enjoyed Django. I I don't know that it's my favorite Tarantino movie. I think I'm still a Pulp Fiction guy. Oh yeah, dude. Oh um, my God. Yeah. But, but Django was right up there with Django. <laughs> I love the way you die boy. Yep. And so that kind of stuff, that those were all good. Um, Best Picture, Argo. I have not seen Argo either, and I'm surprised at how many awards it's winning, but it means I really need to go see this movie.
1: <laughs> I know, right? That always happens every Oscar. You're like, oh, wow, this movie's won like seven awards, and I don't have, I've never even seen it.
0: Yep, and what was it? The Because the Golden Globes, they just cleaned house. Oh my won, God, like, everything. yeah.
1: They, they cleaned house in the Golden when I When I saw what they did in the Golden Globes, that's when I knew that, that that was winning Best Picture. I'm like, this is Best Picture.
0: Yeah, uh, I liked that... Snow White and the Huntsman got a nod for visual effects.
1: That was cool. Uh,
0: they, you know, they didn't win, but uh, but Life of Pi won both of the visual things: cinematography and visual effects. Which is a side and,
1: note, which is insane, seen as to how Light and Magic, um, I believe it's Industrial Light and Magic, did that. It that might have been that might have been somebody else's actually uh, is filed for bankruptcy, even though they won an Oscar. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that was really interesting, but you know i will say they did a great job the the cinematography filming something where there's only one guy and you got to like make yeah. up a tiger later richard Paca. <laughs> yeah and uh and then having yeah so not having the tiger there and still having to film around it um and and then the visual effects in that movie are incredible i think they they did right to win cuz some of the stuff that Shows up in the water, uh, in the in the wreck when the animals are all floating around, and all all those kinds of crazy things were really good. Oh, um,
1: yeah, it was a great movie. I'm so happy, and I'm so happy that that Ang Lee won Best Director. I thought that was just a phenomenal movie.
0: Yeah, you know, and one of the things that I, I guess a lot of people are talking about, and and comes to my mind too, is that that <laughs> Argo wins Best Picture, right? But it wins nothing for any of the actors in it. It wins nothing for the director. That's
1: true. It wasn't even nothing, nominated.
0: Right. It wins nothing for uh, cinematography, visual effects, sound, music, any of that. Um, and it, I don't think it won the screen pl- any of the screenplay awards. It was up there for a couple of them, but it didn't win. And so it's really interesting that – you know, It
1: won. I, it won Best Adapted, I believe.
0: Did it? Okay. I think so. I wasn't sure if – I don't remember what the title of the one Tarantino one was, uh, but I thought he beat him out
1: maybe. No, yeah, it was – they won Best Adapted uh, Screenplay for for Parago.
0: Okay, because it was from – based on real life Right, correct. Um, And then what what else? Oh, Animated. Um,
1: I thought that was crap. That Wreck-It Ralph didn't win. Yeah, and that it went to Brave, Pixar. I feel like it just yep. went to Pixar because it's Pixar. Yep. I did not like Brave. I thought Brave was an okay movie.
0: Uh, yeah, it's, well, here's my thing. I thought Brave was a good movie. I thought for Pixar, they've done significantly better. Oh,
1: my God. It's Pixar's worst movie. Yep. And somehow Which, it still managed to get an Oscar. That makes no sense.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I think Wreck-It Ralph probably should have won the film. I'm really, really excited that for short, Paper Man won.
1: Yeah, that was great. That was a great record, Ralph.
0: Yeah, that movie or that little short film is so good. Uh, it is amazing. If you get a chance to check out that short,
1: I think you can I watch it on YouTube. Recommend it. Just look it up, Paperman. Yeah, it's called Paperman.
0: Uh, so I was really excited that that guy won, and I didn't realize that the guy that directed Brave did uh, the one man band short.
1: Oh, <laughs> I remember that one.
0: Yeah, where the guys in front of there it's it's a guy competing with a kid and they're in front of a fountain. They yeah. want a quarter or whatever and they're doing different stuff, but so he's a he's a woman event and that's actually Brave's director directed that short.
1: Well, his uh, short was much better than his movie.
0: <laughs> I I also have to agree with that. Um but yeah, I I think it Ralph probably deserved the win. Um I just was a my favorite animated movie of the year and not just cuz it had the video game stuff in it, but I actually really enjoyed the story.
1: Um, it was a great movie. The only animation where I've ever been surprised at the end. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you that. I was like, Oh my God, this this movie had a twist in it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, ladies and germs, that is, that is really, um, all we have for you today. I know we went a little bit long, but it is our first podcast in a while. And there was a lot to cover. Uh, usually we try to keep these things around, you know, 40 to 50 minutes. Um, Bar yeah, you wanna, you want to take us off
0: yep so uh so as always, you can get in touch with us um, on Xbox Live or uh, I'm only on p s three Brian's on both, but he's I'm awesome. B- yep he's hitman bk uh, i am blaze d d i uh, and so check us out on both of those then check gamers first out at gamersfirstpodcast.wordpress.com. And that's Gamers First, you spell out first, F-I-R-S-T. And then, or at Gamers First on Twitter, and on Twitter we're Gamers1ST. Uh, So be sure to check us out by those places. There's more contact information for uh, Brian and myself at either of those things. But uh, if you're enjoying the podcast, definitely let us know. Uh, send us some topics, some questions, any of that kind of stuff. And uh, until next time, y'all take care.
1: You guys have a good weekend in life. Just, you know, just also <laughs> <laughs> In, in the, the sky.